Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to this edition of the Insane Things Podcast. Consider this banking insanity where we're seeing all kinds of things we've never seen before. And they all point to one thing. What's about to happen has never happened before. And beneath the surface, you can see the outlines of it. Like that iceberg that took out the Titanic, it's big. So big that even the Washington Post admitted this week that the White House was, quote, scrambling behind the scenes to avert meltdown. If the Washington Post admits that, Go ahead and assume it's 10 times worse because it's liberals and Joe Biden they're writing about. The media did their best to downplay this whole thing to fake a sense of normal while doing the obligatory coverage. But if you know where to look, you can see how bad this could get or how bad it already is. Let's start with this from Bloomberg. Headline, banks borrow $164 billion from Fed in rush to backstop liquidity. Why is that a big deal? Well, they borrowed a combined $164 billion from two Federal Reserve backstop facilities this week. It's the highest amount ever borrowed in a single week. For some context, how big is $164 billion borrowed in a week to keep our banks afloat? Well, the prior all-time high, Bloomberg reports, was $111 billion reached during the 2008 financial crisis. Again, this week, it was $164.8 billion. We watched 11 financial institutions do something we've never seen before, prop up First Republic Bank, so it wouldn't go under, with $30 billion of investment. They're clearly terrified of the contagion. The contagion of the absolute unmitigated damage. Joe Biden's years of printing trillions of dollars. Folks, we've been printing about a trillion dollars a quarter. That's what did this. One excuse or the other, infrastructure package, no actual funding, uh, American Rescue Plan, two trillion, no actual funding, just print the whole thing, on and on and on it goes. That's what caused this. Look at this headline. Folks, this is the one that should be put in front of every American and thus was not. Because America stubbornly refuses to live in reality, or at least the elites who run it do. 
you might want to sit down before I read this to you or maybe pull over if you're in the car. It's the UK Daily Mail headline. Assets of U.S. banks are worth massive $2 trillion less than their accounts report. And 200 banks could be at risk if customers rush to withdraw. Okay, what does that mean? Assets of U.S. banks are worth massive $2 trillion less than their accounts report. Well, the UK Daily Mail spells it out. The shortfall is due to unrealized losses, just like those that triggered the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. I'll bottom line it for you. They bought what was supposed to be the safest investment on earth and was until last week, 10-year U.S. Treasury bonds. See, the thing is, when you spend like drunken sailors and print money like you're running Venezuela, Zimbabwe, or the Weimar Republic, what happens? Well, you have to raise interest rates to get a hold of inflation. When you raise interest rates, guess what? Those bonds plunge in value. The government devalued the the bonds all these banks and financial institutions were holding as if they were cash. They debased them. Like, how much debasement are we talking? Folks, all this was to fund that party, the Democrats. Remember, those of you who have been listening to me for a long time, when they came in and they started with the American Rescue Plan, what did I say? They are doing what they have always done because they have never changed since the time of Marx. They do the same thing ever since Marx wrote that horrific book, that how-to manual for destruction. They are the same people following the same ideology. And what do they do after they mount an electoral coup? Steal an election, use the military to take over a country, whatever form they're doing it in this time. What do they always do? They loot. The American Rescue Act and all the printing that followed was them looting the Treasury. I told you so at the time, and I was right. So what's the cost of it? Because the cost always has to be paid. Again, the headline, assets of U.S. banks are worth massive $2 trillion less than their accounts report. That is the loss from the devaluing of those treasuries by the raising of the interest rates to get a hold of inflation caused by Joe Biden. So let me read it again to let it sink in. I had to read it a few times to let it sink in. Assets held by America's banks are worth a staggering $2 trillion less than stated in their accounts because of unrealized losses like those which triggered the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. And a run on the banks would leave customers at nearly 200 institutions facing losses. If it takes your breath away, you're having the right reaction. Which leads us to insane thing number two. Moody's downgrading the entire U.S. banking system to negative. That'd be the, gr- the same grade that we now share with Slovakia. Would you put your money in a Slovakian bank? Right. Well, the world isn't going to want to put their money in our financial institutions. And nobody is even talking about that angle yet. CNN finally covered it this week, giving it 14 seconds. In between DeSantis bashing because he doesn't want to go to World War III with Russia. They finally found 15 seconds for what was arguably the biggest news of the week. 
How should we be interpreting Moody's decision now to downgrade the entire banking sector? Well, it's certainly a sign of continued concern about these banks. Moody's says that uh, they expect that banks are going to continue to remain under pressure for as long as the Federal Reserve hikes interest rates. And there it is. The banks will be left in peril, the kind that leaves them setting borrowing records from the federal government. The banks will continue in peril as long as we continue hiking interest rates. But if we don't hike interest rates, inflation will spin out of control, potentially breaking the back of the dollar as a reserve currency and impoverishing Americans and impoverishing Americans at an ever increasing rate. That's the choice we face now. If we keep printing, and by the way, in the middle of all this, do you know what the Fed's gearing up to do, the Federal Reserve? Print the omnibus. Print the omnibus. That's right. Print almost $400 billion in interest payments, plus almost a cool trillion of the omnibus. Remember the omnibus? That's when Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, and a host of other Republican Republicans in leadership joined in in December with the Democrats to stab us all in the back to pass a big budget with big printing and big borrowing in December before the Republican Congress could take office in January and cut it down. We're scheduled to print that. And nobody, not one soul on Capitol Hill has suggested we do anything else but just plunge forward with another round of printing, knowing the cost this time of keeping it under control Interest rate hikes could well collapse the banking system. This is end stage stuff. Folks, I've been saying this for months since the early fall. We are in in end stage addiction. If you've ever known anyone who battles addiction, end stage addiction is when you are laying on cardboard in the drug house, having soiled yourself, and you're waiting to put that last hit in your arm, knowing full well it might kill you and not caring at all because you want it so bad. Nobody has suggested doing the one thing we need to do right now. Halt the printing. Or at least dramatically slow it down. I mean, at this point, we're going to have to print the money that we're going to have to use to bail out these banks. We're going to have to do it. I mean, it's going to get much bigger. So we can't stop printing that because we simply don't have it. And we already spent what we had. But we're talking about the extra stuff, the omnibus. It all must go. But here's the problem. And it gets even more complicated. You can see it with this article. This is insane thing number four in Markets Insider. And they are right. Headline, stocks will tumble if the Fed pauses rate hikes because it would mean other banks are about to collapse and could panic the market. Data Tech Research says. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So the one thing we should do, we must do, to keep the banking system from collapsing, stopping the rate hikes. If we do it, it could ironically collapse the banking system because it'd be a tell to investors. We are well 
and truly with our back up against the wall right now. And Joe Biden did every bit of this. There's only one way through it, really. These banks are going to have to hang on to their 10-year treasuries and let them age out normally. There can't be a panic. There can't. Or the whole system goes down. Oh, yeah. Then there's the stock market. Markets Insider reports the stock market, and they're right, could see a sell-off if the Federal Reserve decides against an interest rate hike at the March meeting. Why? Again, a pause would be a sign that they knew the U.S. regional banks were on the precipice of fail- There's failure. There's no good way out of this, folks, except maybe some kind of major national distraction of some sort. So who do we send out to tell the people it'll be okay? The very people who tricked the world into buying these treasury bonds by lying about inflation, namely Janet Yellen. See, the world's relationship to America financially shifted radically these last two weeks. Nobody's even acknowledging or talking about it here, but it did. Because again, as I've been saying, the world knows that our politicians lie. They know the politician in office um, fudges and lies about the economic situation. They get that. But the world used to be able to trust our Treasury Secretary, and most importantly, our Federal Reserve Chairman. And the world is waking up to the fact that Jerome Powell and Janet Yellen lied to them endlessly on an, and on a loop about inflation for the last two years in order to do what? To buy the Democrats in Congress another quarter to loot the Treasury, to print the money. See, because there's no money left in Treasury. There's only IOUs. It's sort of like having a credit card that still um, has Uh, not maxed out its balance. That's what they stole. And so they lied. They lied to investors. They lied to financial houses the world over. No, no, no. Inflation is just fine. And everyone believed them. Nobody checked because they'd never lied before. You know what this is? This is kind of like how all the doctors believe the CDC that the shot was not only safe, but something we should get. Because the CDC had never been weaponized. It had never been politicized before. They didn't think to question it. It was unfathomable. The world did that with Janet Yellen and with Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve, and the Treasury. Because you could always expect straight shot from them. Not anymore. The damage from this is going to be systemic and catastrophic going forward. You can't invest in America. This is why... People don't invest in third world countries, even though they may be mineral rich, energy rich, because you can't trust anything the government says. And we are now like a third world country in that way, which leads us to insane thing. Number six, the cure or what the Democrats believe will be the cure. The thing they now think is the cure for everything. Just censor it all. These past two weeks have been truly historic. Really, honestly, in all of America's history, back to the founding, these are the two weeks that the Democrats, for the first time, have come out on record as being against the First Amendment. And to let us know, they consider anybody who is for the First Amendment or honest reporting a danger. That was said last week in the Twitter files hearing. A danger. It's dangerous to tell the truth. They lectured the two liberal reporters, Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger. That was a bombshell. It was a sea change in their philosophy. And having dropped all pretense, they weren't even hiding it this week. This was the first week where we saw, casually, as if this is all very normal, not one, but two sitting senators openly call 
for censorship as a solution to the banking crisis. The latest on Thursday was Senator Mark Warren, who flat out asked Janet Yellen, isn't there something the Treasury Department can do to censor this? Why'd he ask the Treasury Secretary that? Well, remember, what are the 12 agencies that had you censored over the last two and a half years on social media, including wiping lists of accounts and tweets and posts right off 15 social media platforms. One of them is the Treasury. So when Senator Mark Warner is saying that speaking honestly and openly about the risk to the banks is a threat, it's like yelling fire in a crowded theater. And he asks regulatorily to Janet Yellen, what can we do about it? He's asking her to censor. We all know that the FBI doesn't have a chokehold on Twitter anymore, but it's still got one on the other 14 platforms. He's telling her, dear God, woman, get these people silenced. I think there were some bad actors in the VC community who literally started to spur this run by virtually crying fire in a crowded theater. And I'm not sure that we have anything in our existing regulatory structure, but this notion that... Senator Warren followed his fellow thug senator, because that's what these people are, they're thugs, Mark Kelly, who suggested that, you know, anybody who was talking about bank runs and maybe needing to get your money out must be a puppet of Putin and therefore should be censored. He suggested censorship in absolute all seriousness on a 200 member call with House members, uh, senators um, and other federal agents. And that's what they do. They just throw it out there. This is the new norm for the Democrat Party. If you do or say anything that makes us look bad, you are a Putin puppet enemy of America, and you should be censored. That all that chatter about the bank potential collapse that makes the Democrats look bad has to be Putin propaganda canard. It's not just a sloppy excuse to censor anymore. They are not messing around. And Tucker Carlson nailed what it is they're actually doing in a monologue about how no matter what you want, no matter what 80% of the country wants because they're opposed, you will be subjected to a hot war with China and preferably Russia, or they're going to try their level best to get into one. Why? Because the Russian bot excuse doesn't work anymore. Why? Because the Twitter files decimated it. Because in the Twitter files, you'll remember, you see the liberal chief censors at Twitter wanting to find the Russian bots they keep reading in the New York Times and the Washington Post. The Russian bots operating on Twitter, confusing people, conducting information warfare. They go through every account and they can't find them. And after a while, even the liberals on Twitter who'd love to get the Russian bots and wipe them off the platform begin to become cynical about the lying by the mainstream media because they know there are no Russian bots. They can't find them. So they're going to need a bigger, badder, better excuse than the Russian bots. And as Tucker Carlson explains, they may have found one. Instead, they're telling you that you're a traitor to your country if you don't want a third world war. They're afraid. Why are they afraid? Because they know the public is not on their side. But the second we actually go to war with Russia, they will use that as a pretext to crush all dissent. There is no dissent allowed in wartime. And that's what this is really about, in addition to their personal enrichment. 
It's about changing the domestic politics of the United States. The second we can all say we're at war with Russia, not in effect, but in reality, in a hot war, which is what they want, that's the, that's the moment that you are no longer allowed to express your opinions. And the penalty is jail during war. It's happened a lot, and they want that now. He's right, and that's how it will be domestically here in America. But remember who controls the world's social media and the world's search engines. That's us. Their ambition, because I've told you this for a long time, our chief export now to the world is social media, search engines, and censorship. These people's ambition is bigger than just silencing America. They want to silence the world. And I think they think they can control all this and go on happily printing if they can just shut up the right people. They're wrong. The math doesn't work out. But watch. I bet they try it. Final note, you got to ask, how would we fight such a war? This is insane thing number eight. How could we fight such a war when our president is clearly, utterly, and completely owned by China? We're going to find out he's owned by Russia, too. We're going to find millions of dollars because this is just the first, this three million bucks, uh, a million of which the Biden family kept. This is just the first of 150 flagged money transfers that the Treasury Department has. We're going to find the Russian money in there, and we're going to find at least tens of millions of dollars in Chinese money in there in these wire transfers. And as Miranda Devine was pointing out, there's no tax records of this. We have Hunter Biden's taxes. He didn't file it with the IRS. Every case of that is a felony. But there's only one thing you need to know about who sent this first batch of money over the wires, who they were. It tells you everything. This is from Fox News. Chairman Yi and the others that wired money to the Biden family, all of them have links to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. And in my mind, that's not a coincidence. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.